With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nation. I know uh, last night was extremely disappointing. Um, we're gonna have quite a bit to discuss uh, tonight as as we see the Tennessee Titans season comes to a very rough and a very um, unpleasant end, uh, so to speak. Uh, we're definitely going to talk all about that. And you know, we're going to talk about this game and kind of give uh, a little bit of thought of what could be next. What could be, you know, the next moves that happen um, for this team going forward. Because the future is very uncertain. It is very unknown. Uh, so we're going to get into all of that. Uh, everybody, you know, start coming on in. Uh, make sure I share the show out. And we're going to be getting started in less in 60 seconds.
Good evening. Good evening, Titan Nation. I hope everybody's doing a little bit better uh, than they were yesterday. Uh, Welcome in to TNT tonight. Uh, Welcome into TNT post game. I'm your host, Blue Enforcer, a.k.a. The Truth. Uh, Definitely make sure y'all follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Definitely make sure y'all follow uh, on those channels at TNT Blue Enforcer. Um, I mean, at TNT Enforcers uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, at Titans underscore N underscore Truth, and on Twitter, at TNT Blue Enforcer. Uh, Definitely make sure y'all... you know, follow those channels. Also, uh, if you haven't already, as everybody starts to come in, please definitely make sure you give us uh, a like to the show. Uh, definitely uh, hit that like button. And if you're new to the channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well. And uh, hit that bell and hit all so you get all of the notifications whenever I do go live. Uh, and definitely with this uh, very unknown and probably very wild offseason we're about to go into, I can guarantee you one thing. Um, I can definitely guarantee you one thing that uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get the best um, you're gonna get the best coverage uh, that there is around right here on Titans and Truth. So um, I guarantee you, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I will definitely be around uh, all off season long uh, with any news that we have coming out. Uh, definitely going to be doing some stuff about the uh, about the draft uh, coming up, the combine, and everything like that, and what moves uh, could definitely be made. So we're definitely going to talk about that as well. So and also uh, make sure y'all follow on Spotify. On Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Google, and Apple Podcasts as well, um, because that's where uh, we will have um, the audio versions of everything. So definitely uh, make sure you stay tuned for that, and uh, we'll get uh, this show going. But ladies and gentlemen, the season's over. I uh, don't like the fact that we're not sitting here, uh, you know, going post game saying, hey, we're getting ready for a game next week. Instead, the season's over. The Titans fall to the Jacksonville Jaguars 20 to 16. They end the year at 7 and 10, and they also end the year with seven straight losses to end the year. Um, I can tell you it was highly disappointing. Now, I know I said that I was kind of torn. I didn't know if I wanted the Titans to win or not. But deep down inside, I I couldn't cheer against this team. I wanted to see them win. Because I think they needed a victory. What's up, AZ Mick? I know a lot of us are disgusted. A lot of us are disgusted about this game. Jesus, uh, yeah, I mean, it it just seems like status quo. And, you know... Joe Bob, we're about to definitely get into that. Uh, you know, definitely appreciate the Jag fans uh, that definitely showed some love in here and everything. Hey, look, 
congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars, um, they, you know, ended up making the play at the end. You know, they made the play at the end. And, you know, they did exactly what was needed to be done. The Titans didn't. So it's extremely disappointing. Um, there's a lot of ways we can go and take a look at all of this, and we'll definitely try to do that. But losing seven straight games when you were seven and three, you had the division all locked up. It's absolutely an unmitigated disaster. This season was a massive catastrophe. This was a massive failure. This was a catastrophic collapse of unmitigating proportions. I told y'all yesterday on the live stream that this game, that the Titans lost, would not only be season-altering, this game is franchise-altering. This thing is franchise-altering now because now we have no idea what's about to happen. We are about to head into some very uncertain, unknown, dark times. We don't know what Amy Adams Strunk is thinking right now. We can only speculate of what we think we know. And so, for example, I'm going to say this. I will get, I'm going to go to my good, my bad, and the ugly. And as y'all see, the stats are below. And then, I will talk about what now. So let's go ahead and get into the good, the bad, and the god-awful. Because it was definitely that. The good. Chigakonkwo is legit. Chigakonkwo is legit. And I, you know, Todd Downing, said it was paramount to get Chig and Burks involved. And I don't think they I don't think he did a very good job of that. And we'll get more into that later. But Chig is that dude. I like Chig a lot. The defense absolutely played their asses off last night. Now, they were having issues getting pressure on Trevor Lawrence. But as the game went on, I think there was some pressure there. They got him out of the pocket um, and forced him to make some off-schedule throws. And Trevor Lawrence was not all the way great. He missed some guys. And 
You know, Tier Tart is showing his worth. I definitely give him that. Low man says, good was Tier Tart. Bad referees, ugly high dollar. <laughs> so I, I think Tier Tart, Big Jeff played his tail off. I know he got emotional uh, after the game, which I can respect. You know, Byer, same thing. Um, again, I just think the defense played their tails off uh, last night. Held Trevor Lawrence to just 212 yards passing. Um, held Travis Etienne to 17 yards rushing on the day. The Titans finished second in the league against the run, holding teams to an average of under 80 yards a game. Extremely impressive by the run defense. And then King Henry left his mark. King Henry, Derrick Henry had 30 carries, 109 yards. He had a massive stiff arm on Rashad Jenkins because we hadn't seen a real stiff arm all year, but we got one there. And so, you know, again, Derrick Henry did Derrick Henry things, even behind an absolutely horrible offensive line. But that was the good. You got the bad. Josh Dobbs. Dobbs, and I'm going to preface this by saying, I think Dobbs did all right. First half, first half, Josh Dobbs did very well. He was executing pretty well. And I'm sorry, I'm sharing this show out some more. But in the second half, he failed. In the second half, he forced some stuff, had the bad interception, had a couple of fumbles. One of them he was able to kind of, one of them that it got knocked out, he was able to quickly recover it and keep going, but then also had the one, the strip sack that made the difference. So definitely a mixed bag for Josh Dobbs. Burks had a couple of bad drops uh, in this game. You know, Burks had some bad drops in this game and some bad plays. Titan Torch says he's pissed. I understand. I understand. I most certainly do. And you should be pissed off. You should be. In a small way, so am I. But Burks had some key drops that could have kept some drives going. And that's not a good thing, but I think Burks will get better. I think Burks will be fine. I have more hope for him than with Robert Woods. And somebody else mentioned the referees. I think the refs definitely missed some, had some bad calls. There were a couple of holding calls that I thought were ridiculous. 
And the fact that they didn't even take ample time to review that strip sack fumble, and they just, I mean, they confirmed it within like, you know, they let the play go, didn't even blow the whistle, and then they confirmed it within like five seconds that it was a um, a fumble. It really could have went either way. It could have been, it very well could, should have been an incomplete pass. But the rest quickly ruled it a touchdown, and that was basically the difference in the game. But then there's the god-awful. And we're going to start with the offensive line. I pray to God that this was the last we will ever see. Hopefully this will be one of the last times I ever mention Dennis the Dud Daly, who should definitely be a dunce of the year candidate. And we're going to have those off-season awards in a couple of weeks. Because I want to give you our time to really think about it. But Dennis Daly definitely should be a dunce of the year candidate. So... And again, y'all, super chats are appreciated as well. I definitely do appreciate those. But the left side of the offensive line is just bad. It's bad. And, and unless we get a general manager that says we're going to reinvest in the offensive line, we're not gonna, it's not gonna go anywhere. New Jersey, uh, NJ Titans fan, New Jersey. Okay, daily war on that. Well, I'm gonna mention somebody else in a minute. But Dennis Daly and Aaron Brewer were horrible all year long. Horrible. I mean, Corey Levin, you know, had some struggles. Jordan Rude probably has to struggle, but I think I have hope for those two guys as at least um, backups, you know, and, and could provide some depth. I could definitely see that. But nobody can deny the left side of the offensive line is horrible. And C-Dub is right. 71, light number 10. 71 might need to be burned. Because I agree. Daily wears the total embarrassment to Michael Ruse, who used to wear that number. I wish I'd never see him again. And Kendall Lamb wore 71 too. So, yeah, I definitely agree. But then there's the other 
potential dunce of the year candidate, Todd Drowning Downing. Who was terrible in play calling again. And the reason why I really am hoping that Downing gets fired within the next couple of days is one thing. We know that he has no feel for the game whatsoever. And we know that Todd Downing has no idea how to adjust, adapt, make changes, none of that. But one thing I noticed last night that really pissed me off was that he was absolutely an abomination. As that, as Austin Stanley put on A to Z Sports, he was an abomination on first down. Todd Downing made some of his worst play calls on first down. And I got a clip from A to Z Sports Prior Time. I'm trying to see if I can find the uh, You know, I'm trying to find this. So, this should lead into what I'm talking about. Listen to Austin Stanley of A to Z Sports talking about Todd Downing. Todd Downing is not good at his job. Todd Downing has not been good at his job, dating back to when he was part of the reason the 2017 Raiders failed to. And he wasn't good last year, but I understand what Vrabel did by giving him one more year because of all the injuries last year. But with all the injuries last year and all the injuries this year, Todd Downing still is not good at calling plays in a game. Zach, the Titans had 28 first down snaps tonight. 28 first down Listen snaps. Enough. They ran the ball on first down 24 of those 28 times. They threw the ball three times. They called another pass play that Josh Dobbs scrambled for five yards. And when even that pass play didn't work, it was still more productive than the other run plays on first and 10. That was it right there. Todd Downing, Austin just said it. The Tennessee Titans had 28 snaps on a first down. 28 snaps. 24 were runs. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Only three were past designed plays. And what's crazy is that I didn't even remember the past plays. Because every time we get first down, it was run left. First down, run up the middle. First down, try to run to the right. I mean, it was so damn predictable. Extremely, extremely predictable. The steel is right because I know he's happy about the Jags getting in. Although the Steelers did not. And the fact of the matter is, every single time on first down, it was run, 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 run. It's like it got so bad that y'all could tell during the live stream, I knew what was about you, me, my wife who doesn't even watch football very much, probably people who don't know much about football who will probably tune in. We all knew what was coming. All of us knew that a run play was coming. And all I kept thinking is, you can run some play action. It's okay to pass on first down. So, all I'm saying is, they kept just doing the same song and dance. It's the definition of insanity. Kept doing the same thing, expecting a different result, and it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. And in a game where your literal, your season, your job is on the line, You just keep running the ball. Now, I know Loudon is disagreeing with me and saying, don't you understand that running knocks out the defense eventually? And I get it. I get it. Yes, running the ball is a good thing. However, don't be predictable with it. Don't run the ball on every first down because you're telling the defense what you're going to do. And Philomath, thank you for the super chat. Vrabel co-signed it. Didn't tell them to mix it up. And I'm going to get to – I got something else on that in a minute. And I know a lot of people 
are going to go crazy over this. Because, again, unpredictable, I mean, very predictable. Again, I am not saying don't run the ball ever on first down. I'm just saying out of 28 snaps, you don't run the ball on first down 24 or 28. There are some times you can pass the ball, play action, screen. So, I'm just saying, Classified says the Jags are supposed to be susceptible to inside run, but I was hoping for more play action. That's all I'm saying. I'm like, I am not against running on first down, but you ain't got to run on first down all the damn time. You 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 can use some play action and you put yourself in favorable position, maybe a second and three, a second and two, you know, something like that. But a lot of the times that Derek Henry was running, he's running to a stacked box. Run to the left, gain of two. Run up the middle, stood up, no gain. Run to the right, loss of two. That's what it was basically was all night long. And that's the thing that upset me the most. Todd Downey has no idea what he's doing on his job at all. And that is why I am praying that he is gone within the next three days. But that is my good, my bad, and my awful. And I asked y'all some weeks ago, I said, I asked y'all the question, Could when John Robinson got fired and this streak was really going, I said, could the Titans stop the bleeding or would they bleed out? And I told all of y'all what I thought was going to happen, and it did. The Titans bled out. You know, again, I don't know if this is real or not. I heard this in a movie that, you know, it was basically a rush hour. They said, you know, the Chinese triads would kill their enemies with 100 cuts to the body, with 100 cuts to the body. They would try to make sure not to hit any major organs or any major body parts so that the victim could stay alive long enough for him to complete for the triad to get all 100 cuts in. That is what happened to the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans died by 100 cuts. And they bled out. Because if you have a cut or something like that, especially to a major organ, and you're losing a lot of blood, if you don't contain that blood, you can die. You bleed out. This losing streak 
teens will quickly get into the Titan's nervous system, killed the brain, and the rest of the body died. That's what happened. The body slowly died. So, the Titans bled out. And what makes you wonder now is what's next? The Jaguars, obviously, ESPN, NFL Network, they got what they wanted. Trevor Lawrence is the next media darling quarterback. I guarantee you within a year or two, he's going to be up there with Burrow, with Allen, with Mahomes. He's going to be talked about a lot. And now the Jags get playoff experience. And most likely, everybody's going to christen them the heavy favorites to win the AFC South next year, depending on what the Titans do. And so I'm going to get to some of y'all comments, and then I want to get to a question of, you know, I'm looking at what now? But who is to blame? That's what we're going to get to next. So let me get to some of y'all comments and we're going to keep going. But again, Philip, thank you for the super chat. I'm going to be reading it again. Philip says, Daily and Dallas should go straight to the Dunce Hall of Fame. <laughs> Might be. I think Downing was drunk at the, in that Packers game. It was his only good game of the year. C-Dub. He had ran the ball 95% on first down. True. Yep. Derek Roberts says... Downing gets a third of the blame. I'm going to keep going. Vrabel gets 33% of the blame. And then John Robinson gets 33% of the blame for the A.J. Brown trade. And the last 1%, he said, was uh, Amy Adams strong. And, I mean, again, still, I'm not. I said it earlier. Congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Played a good game. They took advantage of a situation. They made the big play and got the turnover. T-Town Brown says, Vrabel is so stubborn, he'll probably bring him back as a backup daily or if we need some depth during the season. And again, I'm going to get to that. Lake show. I like this. Said at one point, Vrabel, at, at one point, Vrabel should have went to Todd and said, "Stop running the damn ball on first down." I agree. And Derek said it. 
Vrabel is okay with every call that goes in. So I'm going to look at some other comments. Y'all forgive me. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yep. Phillip's right. You show three tight ends. You're basically tipping your hat. You're telling the defense what you're going to run. Clay says, huge offseason. What will happen? We got to see. Yeah, don't you ever touch a black man, radio boy. You can do that in China, but you get your butt killed out here. <laughs> Class Ryan said, why don't we spread it out three to four wide outs, run Henry uh, through that. Case type the box, we're going four wide. Well, we don't really have four good wide receivers we can spread it out like that with, but I do understand the concept. Still said, new flash, Houston, Texas will be a problem with younger quarterback. Here's the problem. Dunce of the day alert. The Houston Texans won today. They decided to win. So with doing that, they lost out on the number one pick. The Chicago Bears will now be picking number one because they lost to the Vikings and Houston beat the Colts. So the Bears have already said they are committed to Justin Fields. They're going to trade out a number one. So basically now it is... Who wants to buy the number one pick? So the Tennessee Titans are in a position now, if they want to, they could go trade up and go get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud for that matter. And so... Again, the the Houston Texans basically played their way out of the number one pick, which was very funny. So, Titans lose seven in a row in the year. Who is to blame for all of this? Now, a lot of people wanted to blame John Robinson. And I get that. He drafted the players. He had free agents. You know, he drafted, you know, yes. Did he do some good? Yes. He drafted Jack Conklin, who we should have resigned. 
He drafted King Henry and Kevin Byard. He drafted J.R. Brown, who actually was pretty good. He drafted Christian Fulton, Armani Hooker, Big Jeff, David Long Jr. He drafted those guys. He traded for Tannehill. So I'll give him credit, but he also traded for Dennis Daly. He also drafted Isaiah Wilson. He also drafted Caleb Farley, who I guess he thought lightning could strike twice with injured players. He also traded A.J. Brown. He also signed Bud Dupree, who has been injury prone. And he also brought in Zach Cunningham. So some of the blame does go on John Robinson. And I would say about 25, I would say about 30%. I'm going to say another 20%. Well, no, I'll take it back. John Robinson, 20%. Todd Downing, 30%. And this is why. And this is why I go up on Todd Downing. Todd Downing was the offensive coordinator. And everybody will want to say, well, Vrabel, you know, had the same thing with Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith was a better play caller, was more creative. Now, there were times that Arthur Smith got a little too cute. But for the most part, he played, he called games pretty well. There weren't a lot of times when we were talking about, man, that was a bad play call, some bad play calling there. And John Robinson, true, did not go out and get enough help for the offensive line. He did not get a back, he did not get a, a good backup left tackle. He did not get a left guard. So, yes. John Robinson deserves 20% of the blame. Todd Downing, 30%. Because, again, as we said earlier, was horrible at the job that he was doing. No, he never adapted. He never changed anything. He just kept doing the same thing, expecting a different result. No creativity, no making sure that Chig and Burks were involved. And yet there were times, even last night, where there was some second or third and shorts and Derrick Henry wasn't in the game. So that happened again. So. Again, Todd Downing was very bad at his job. Didn't know what he was doing. And he took an offense that was ranked number three, highest has ever been, and completely flushed it down the toilet. There was a time during the year we were dead last ranked offensively. 
We were the worst ranked offense in the NFL for a few weeks' time. So that's why I give 30% to Todd Downey. I will give 1%, I will give 5% to Amy Adams Strunk because she did fire John Robinson in the middle of the season. Now, we will find out if that was the right move or not probably in the coming years. But it did kind of start putting things into motion for the seven-game losing streak. It was a and, – and I'm not really totally putting it all on Amy. I'm just giving a little percentage. But it kind of – that was – what made the snowball much bigger. And that was one of the big time dominoes that fell was John Robinson's firing. And last but not least, I give 55%, 55 to 60% blame on Mike Vrabel. And I know there are a lot of you that's going to say I'm crazy for saying this. Because matter of fact, I'm going to record this and I'm going to put this on Twitter. I said, 20% John Robinson for the construction of the roster. 30% on Todd Downing because he didn't know what he was doing. 5% on Amy Adams Strunk firing John Robinson in the middle of the year. Probably could have waited to the end of the year. And she did extend him back in February. And then I'm giving 55 to 60% blame on Mike Vrabel. Now, I know. Answer is, that's 105 to 110%. I actually said that jokingly. 45% goes to Mike Vrabel. So that is 100%. I said that jokingly. But 45% is the remainder. Goes on Mike Vrabel. And this is why. Because I want people to listen. I have, like I said, I got people who are good friends of mine, people that I absolutely respect, people I absolutely cherish. I love Miss Teresa, Teresa Walker, the Associated Press. Absolutely love her to death. She's a friend, a colleague. And me and Teresa went back and forth on Twitter, went back and forth on Twitter about this. And I love Miss Teresa to death. I will, I will toot her horn and shout her name to the masses. But I could not disagree with Miss Teresa more because she basically said 
Well, Vrabel, no, we were injured. We were injured. You know, we had a lot of injuries. Vrabel did not put this roster together. And that's true. He didn't. But Mike Vrabel coached this roster. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I'm really getting sick and tired. And, and I'm calling out some of y'all fans too. Some of you. Not all of you. Some of you. And I'm calling out some of the media as well. I'm just being honest here. No disrespect to anybody. And I'm just saying this respectfully. The reason why I'm putting a whole lot of blame on Mike Vrabel is because everybody wants to point to injuries. I am getting sick and tired of people using injuries as an excuse. Could it be a reason? Sure, it could be a reason. But quit using injuries as an excuse. It is not. Who was the most injury-riddled team last year? the Tennessee Titans. We played 91 players last year. Didn't that mean we had injuries all last year too? A.J. Brown, Julio Jones in and out of the lineup. Taylor Lewan missed all of last year and missed all of this year too. Didn't really have a right tackle, so Quesenberry had to play right tackle. Roger Saffold had to go down to a knee every game and had to go out for a couple plays every game. Didn't we not have issues? Christian Fulton sometimes was hurt. And, I mean, come on. We had Derrick Henry was out half the year. And a lot of people thought the season was over. And they found a way to not only salvage the season, they went 12-5, and won the division, and got the number one seed. With all those injuries everybody was talking about, we still got the number one seed and the division. Now, if what happened this year only happened last year, okay. I'll get, you can use injuries as an excuse. But we've had injury riddled years two years in a row. So my expectation is, okay, Vrabel knows how to get the most out of his roster. He'll find a way to right the ship. Even with the injuries, we'll figure this thing out. He never did. He never did. So the fact of the matter is, don't say injuries is the reason 
why we lost seven straight games. Mike Vrabel was the coach of this team. Todd Downey's offensive coordinator. Who made him offensive coordinator? Mike Vrabel. Whose decision was it? Whose dumb decision was it to leave Dennis Daly in at left tackle who gave up the most pressures of any offensive lineman and who gave up the most sacks of any offensive lineman in the NFL this year? Who by far is probably one of the worst offensive linemen in the NFL or in NFL history? Mike Vrabel made that choice to leave him in. Mike Vrabel said that Dennis Daly was the best left ta- the best tackle that they had left. Mike Vrabel did that. And again, Mike Vrabel said it himself that he approved every play call that would go in. That he knew every he knew what was going on with every play call, everything that was going on. He knew he approved it. So again, I know everybody wants to say, well, Vrabel got us to two division titles, got us to the AFC championship, and this is his first losing season. And that is true. But also, in his first year, we missed the playoffs by one game. And when we won those division titles, we were one and done two years in a row. First year under Mike Vrabel, missed the playoffs by one game. Second year, got all the way to the AFC Championship, was within a half of getting to the Super Bowl. Third year, win the division title, ousted by the Ravens in the first round. Won the division again. Got the number one seed. Lost and was one and done against the Bengals. And now this year, you lost five more games than you did last year. You had the division all but locked up. And you lost all of it at the end. Philip Maddox, thank you for the super chat, says Vrabel got outcoached three straight playoff games and after each offseason didn't make any strategic changes. Good coaches know how to beat Vrabel. Again, Mike Vrabel allowed all of this to happen. Downing coached his best game ever. What happened three hours later? We wake up to Todd Downing got a DUI. Vrabel could have gotten in front of that and suspended him for a game or two because he might be facing a four-game suspension. Vrabel could have took his play-calling duties away and gave it to Tim Kelly for a game or two. He could have went to Dylan Radens a long time ago instead of just 
keep running Dennis Daly out there thinking it's going to be better. Mike Vrabel allowed all of that to happen and did not do a thing about it. That's all I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. Again, we can agree to disagree. And I respect each and every one of you. But I'm just saying. And then some people will say, well, Dylan Raiders goes in the left tackle. He can't stay on the field. No, Dylan Raiders got hurt. When he finally got his opportunity, maybe if he got his opportunity a lot sooner, Tannehill wouldn't have gotten hurt. Maybe. Not saying it wouldn't have. So I'm going to get to some of your comments. That's why I blame Vrabel most. Because he is the coach. He wanted all the smoke. Y'all know he's stubborn, arrogant, thinks he knows everything. He had a chance. And here's another thing. He could have gotten rid of Todd Downing after the playoff game, the AFC champion, the, uh, the divisional round. He then went on record and said, this is not a coaching problem. It's a player problem. Basically blaming John Robinson for not getting them better players, saying, well, my coaches did just fine. Then he doubled down on Downing after the DUI, stood by him with that, didn't suspend him, didn't fire him, didn't take his play calling away. And then... In that interview with Mike Keith, he tripled down on Downing, saying, I'm not going to make any coaching changes. And Ian, we're going to get to that because I'm going to get to some of y'all comments in a minute. Vrabel is willing to die on a hill for Todd Downing, and that might very well cost him his job. Because it's Mike Malarkey all over again. Y'all have heard me on record thinking that I think Mike Vrabel could get fired. Not saying they will, but I think Mike Vrabel should at least be considered. The fact that you lost seven games in a row. And it's not only that you lost seven games in a row to end the year. You lost seven games in a row and you had the division lead. You had it all but locked up. You win maybe one or two of those games. We're resting guys at the end. That's on Mike Vrabel. Good. And, and Mike Vrabel and the team, Mike Vrabel did not help the team handle distractions very well because the Todd Downing DUI started that snowball effect. John Robinson getting fired, it continued. The mistakes, the, um, and I think maybe he got tuned out. It was a snowball effect, and again, it's like the bleeding. 
starting to bleed. Vrabel never did anything to stop it. They did not do well with distractions. And you had the division lead, and you just threw it away and handed it to the Jaguars. That's all I'm saying, people. Do you agree with me or disagree with me? I want to see agree or disagree. Because I did a poll on Twitter saying, could Vrabel be fired? And about 70, more than 78% said no. And I'm going to go back and read some comments. Now, I ain't going to be able to read all the comments, but I'm going to read some. Yeah, people said we were running offense with McNair Eddie George. Hey, they threw it some. And I agree. I think you retool. A lot of people saying, well, do you reload or rebuild? What I think is you don't, you reload the defense. I think the defense could be fine. You add a few more pieces. Get you another legit corner on the outside. Move McCreary inside. Get another linebacker to go along with David Long Jr. Monty Rice could be your third linebacker, even though Gibby has played pretty well. Get you another pass rusher to go along with Landry and Weaver. And then you're pretty much fine defensively. The offense, now that needs to rebuild. It needs to be completely torn down and a complete overhaul. The Colts pick fourth. Texans pick second. I think they would trade with the Bears. Colts could get young, Stroud to the Texans. And ooh, that could that could happen too. That that's true. Classic Ross said Brave Stars with John Robinson. I agree. So I'm just going through some of y'all comments. Yes, I know. I said 110, 115%. I was joking. Now, C-Dub says, I'm not going to say that you're crazy, but Vrabel is not to blame for the personnel. They ended the year on offense. Ended the year on offense. I mean, look at the personnel offense. It's, shot. why are you blaming Vrabel for that? Last year, we didn't have Derrick Henry, and we had issues with the offensive line and still did fine with Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard. So, yeah, I give a huge percentage. Our roster got worse since Vrabel took over. Very interesting. 
Mm, let's see. C-Dub says, Vrabel definitely has say in the roster right now. It wasn't all on John Robinson, and Amy cursed us when we were 7-3, and three and then she fired John Robinson. Now, again, I gave a little bit of blame to Amy Adams Strunk because, yeah, happened in the middle of the year, might have messed some things up. Now, I know we'll talk about Tannehill probably Wednesday and in, in the coming weeks. What do we do with Tannehill? Because I gotta get, I'm gonna get some numbers together. And everything. C Dub says, I don't care what anybody says, Braves gets more out of the personnel than he has more than anyone in the NFL. Uh look at the offensive personnel, by the way. Any team that lost their number one quarterback and left tackle. Here's the thing. Didn't we last year lose our left tackle and our number one offensive weapon in Derrick Henry? And we went 12 and 5. Yeah, Mike Tomlin hasn't had the greatest offenses either. He struggled at times, definitely during Big Ben's last year. But you know what he did? He still got him to the playoffs. Coaching can overdo a lot of things. So I'm just looking at some more of your comments. CW talking about with C with C Dub talking with CW saying Vrabel got to the championship with Malarkey's roster. Now Ricky Jenkins said we did have them, but not the quarterback, and the D line was there all year. No, what I'm saying is this. AJ Brown and Julio Jones was in and out of the lineup. You know this. We had some offensive line guys in and out too. And Derrick Henry was gone half the year. So clarify for me where I was wrong and what I said earlier. And you're asking me, can I block? I could probably block better than Dennis Daly could. I think... There's a bunch of us who could block better than Dennis Daly ever could. Clay says we got to keep Vrabel not downing. Here's the problem. Is Vrabel going now? Ken Moore put out a rumor that, and, you know, I respect Ken Moore and I, I think he usually is pretty good with any, you know, potential rumors that he puts out. So I give him validity, saying that there will be some major coaching changes tied down in among them. And then Titans Rossi earlier tonight uh, with him and Titan Upload and Titans for Life put out the rumor that, per their sources, that Todd Downey is either going to be fired or forced to resign. 
Now, we don't know how much Vrabel's going to play into that. So, um, the fact is, I done lost my train of thought. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. But again, CJ said, I see. I was riding with Vrabel, but I feel you now. CW says, I agree with you. Phillips says, I don't care how quickly he gets rehired. Vrabel is strategically stubborn. And that's the thing. It's the stubbornness and the unwillingness to adapt. That is the problem. I know you should not just fire somebody every waking turn. But Todd Downing, I mean, look, the Broncos fired Vic Fangio after what? One or two seasons? Get Nathaniel Hackett, fired him after one. Darryl Roberts says, Vrabel lost to Jacoby Brissett on McNair and Eddie George retirement day. And we had that omen of the, of the pyro busting in the flames. And right now, the future, very uncertain. And again, look at the second half of games. I didn't even mention that. We never scored more than 27 points. And in a lot of the games we had, I think with the exception of about four, we were less than 20. Philip says, CW, you defending a coach that kept Downing out of spite because fans of media was calling for his job. He puts his ego before the team. And again, that's all I'm saying. He's doing Mike Malarkey. He was Mike Vrabel allowed all of this to happen. That's why I put a lot of blame on him. If he had just stepped up and said, you know what, Todd? We, we're going to take your play calling away for a little while. Let's see what Tim can do. Maybe we'll be okay. And we'll see when the firing does happen. And again, seven games you lost in a row. You lost two to the Jags, and you lost to the Texans. You lost to the Texans. At home. And, and let me mention this. You lost to the Texans at home two years in a row. Two years in a row at home, you lost to the worst team in the league in Houston. And he may get job offers. But again, he'll take his stubbornness with him. So Fuente says, agree. Bobby Harris says Vrabel isn't going anywhere. And again, right, uh, the fact that we lost seven in a row, lost the division. Remember that. Had the division in hand, had a three, look at this, had a three and a half game advantage and lost it. 
All bets are off, ladies and gentlemen. All bets are off. Billy Man says, uh, downing headlines tomorrow's news. He says, what good would it have done firing down with four weeks left? You can't trade for anyone. And there's no decent free agent out there for your offensive personnel. Yes, maybe you're right. But again, a good coach, a good coordinator can hide deficiencies. You noticed how Malik Willis, they didn't really put a game plan together to fit his athletic qualities. They didn't do it where he could use his legs, bootlegs, RPOs, run up, read options. But you notice with Josh Dobbs, they did. They did things that they could have did with Malik, but they didn't. They tried to make Malik do the same things Tannehill did, and they're two different quarterbacks. So you could have fired Downing. Let Tim Kelly, let's see how he calls games. Maybe he would have called it a little bit better. You don't know. Maybe we would have scored more than 20 points. That's all I'm saying. Could I be wrong? Yes. Not going to say I'm 100% right. We will find out. C-Dub says agree. C-W says disagree. Derek Roberts says agree. Ian Fuentes, agree. Rocky Yitt, agree. Loman, disagree. Bill Mann says, fired. So he agree. Clay says, disagree. Classified says, disagree to a point. I wonder what point that is. Ian says, this team is boring to watch. Again. And, you know, it gets to a point, yes. It is a good thing to have a running game and a good defense. But you also got to be able to have an offense that can score. Kansas City, Buffalo, they can score 30 points in their sleep. Dallas can score 30 points. Philly can score 30 points. Bengals can score 30 points. The Chargers could probably get to 30. So you got to be, Jacksonville could get to 30. Now, right of line says they won't fire him for one losing season, whether they need to or not. And here's why, right of line, I understand where you're coming from. Yes, one losing season. But the nature of how this season ended could be grounds for termination. Not to mention, Amy Adams Strunk fired John Robinson in the middle of the year after extending him. And she basically was on record saying, hey, just getting to the playoffs is not good enough. Just winning the division title, not good enough. She wants Super Bowl. She wants to be in a Super Bowl. She wants to win. Super Bowls. That's basically what Amy Adams Strong said. She basically said the way things are going right now is not good enough. 
That is the message that basically Amy Adams Strong put out. CW says, I was a Brent Vrabel guy. I wanted him before we hired him. But I don't think he's the guy. Go after Sean Payton. Now, there is rumor that Sean Payton may go to the Broncos. I like Hooper. Yep. Press conference jerk, stubborn play calling, stubborn and making moves. Sad to say this team will be fourth to the AFC South really soon. And that's another thing. The Jags have a franchise quarterback. The Texans and the Jaguars could potentially get their franchise quarterbacks this year. The Tennessee Titans could be in the worst situation of the four. Now a lot of people are saying, bring back Mariota. I'm like, I know some of y'all are joking. Ian says, I have high hopes uh, for this offseason. We're projected to draft a 6'4 wide receiver from uh, Tucson, but I know he's probably saying TCU. Quinn Johnston. I mean, honestly, we have the 11th pick in the draft. We could go any direction. We could go offensive line or wide receiver. And again, Ricky says, we're a running team. We should be able to run with anyone back there. Uh, we were able to run with anyone back there last year, but this year the whole offensive line was gone. Again, Taylor Wong was out pretty much the whole season. Roger Saffold was in and out of the lineup. Ben Jones missed a game or two. So, again, we had problems with the off. We were tripping about the offensive line last year. Were we not? Were we not? We were talking about left tackle last year. Kendall Lamb sucks. Brought in Bobby Hart sucks. A lot of people were like, well, Dylan Raiders must really not be that good because they're not giving them a shot. Were we all saying that? So, again, we had issues in the offensive line. And CW says, people, as much as Vrabels is stubborn, he likes to win. He will push to fire Downey. He has enough. He has enough. He has had enough. Do you think he likes watching his dumpster fire on offense? Here's the problem. If he didn't like watching the dumpster fire on offense, he could have did something about it a long time ago. And he's obviously, Vrabel is stubborn but loyal. He will die on a hill for Downing. Have you not heard him do that? 
Narf dude says Vrabel's ego is the problem. He is loyal to a fault. Exactly. Vrabel is so loyal, he loves his guys. Never will get rid of them. Rocky it. First time since 1984, ties with an entire year without scoring at least 28 points a game. Clay says, John Robinson being fired should have gave him the green light. Exactly. If he agrees to fire Vrabel, yeah, I would say, you know what? He deserves to stay. I mean, CJ says, what coach would you go after? Now, it depends on who the general manager is going to be. And that's going to be another good question. Promote from within? Or look outside. I would look outside. Eric B. Enemy, not a bad idea. Maybe the offensive coordinator in San Francisco might not be a bad idea. Sean McVay may be leaving uh, L.A. Now, I've, I've heard rumors that he might be going to the booth. How far do you think the Jags will go in the playoffs? I think they could win a game. I think they could win a game. And again, CW says, yeah, this is all I'm saying. Sit down and joke of a play call. I'm all on your side with that. If Vrabel stands in front of his firing, he should be gone too. Exactly. Now, CW. I see we're getting there. JJ75 says, agree. Uh, one long ago, we were top three in scoring, Rocky Yitz says. Um, I understand where you're coming from, but Mike's not the problem. When he had Arthur Smith, you wasn't saying that. Not having any weapons outside to take the pressure off the king. Okay. Okay. You're right. I didn't say anything about it when Arthur Smith was OC. But that's because Arthur Smith was calling plays for the number three offense in the league. We have one of the top offenses in the league. Arthur Smith gets hired by the Atlanta Falcons. Downing did not appoint himself offensive coordinator. Mike Vrabel named him offensive coordinator. And the second that happened, there were some people in the media saying, I don't know if this is a good idea. Because of what happened with the Raiders. He took over with the Raiders, a top five offense with Derek Carr. He completely flushed them down the drain. That offense sucked under Todd Downing, and he did the exact same thing here. And again, y'all, we had weapons last year. He never threw to Julio Jones as much as he could have. And it took half the season for them to realize, go get the ball to A.J. Brown. And then the playoff game. Horrible calling of the playoff game. And again, Vrabel 
doubled and tripled down on Downey. That's why I said that. You could have used Traylon Burks a little bit more. I know he was hurt. Could have used Chigakonkwo and Austin Hooper more as dangerous weapons. Didn't really do that. I mean, yeah, Vrabel in press conferences is horrible. I'll be hired from the outside, too. Vrabel does not need to have all that power. And that would be stupid if, if Amy says, okay, you lost seven games in a row. You know what? We're going to hire a GM you want. You get to have all the power. So you're going to reward him for seven losses? Y'all, excuse me, someone's in my eye. And I guarantee y'all, Ian, guys like Lawan, who's been hurt, Cunningham, who has stunk, Dupree, Robert Woods, they're probably going to be gone. Rocky says, Vrabel seems to be fine winning games 16-13. And instead of trying to win games 27-24 or 31 21. We got to 11 because we didn't win the division. We were 10, but we went back to 11 because Carolina beat New Orleans. Because Carolina, uh, no. Carolina, yeah. Carolina beat New Orleans. Had New Orleans won the game, we would have still been top 10. But because New Orleans lost to Carolina, we're at 11. That's what happened with that. And that's pretty much where we're going to be at 11. And so let's see. Pocket Hercules should never trade AJ Brown. I said that all year. Burks is not a bust. I think with more time, he'll be fine. I think his career is over too. Exactly. Fire John Robinson mid-year, 7-3, never had a losing record. Everybody was shocked. And when this happened, nobody is safe. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to take a couple more y'all uh, comments, and then we're going to get out of here. Darren Rob says, just clean house. Lake Show. Most of the players we let walk are in the playoffs. Saffold, Quesenberry, they're in the playoffs with Buffalo. AJ, in the playoffs. Julio, in the playoffs. So I, I won't disagree with that. 
Who should we hire? Somebody with a little bit more creativity. Um, still has yet to be seen who we could go with. I know uh, Zach is a big uh, Patriots fan. Yeah, y'all might need a new quarterback too. King Henry might be going to another team. I agree. New head coach, GM, and offensive coordinator. I could see that happening. So, everybody, we're probably going to get ready to get out of here. Um, again, this is not, I'm not going anywhere. And again, I appreciate the back and forth with everybody. Um, that's what this show is about. Um, you know, there's going to be times that I'm going to say some stuff that y'all are not going to agree with. And y'all going to think Chris is out of, truth is out of his damn mind. And that's okay. And that's okay. We can agree to disagree. That's what this show is about. But I'm going to tell you the truth. And so we will definitely be back on Wednesday to kind of recap the season a little bit. Um, I should have Titans Rossi and Titans Anderson. I may have them as guests uh, coming on. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll definitely talk about what's next. Where do we go from here? Because the future is very uncertain. And a wrestler by the name of Sting said one thing, and it is very true. The only things for sure is that nothing is for sure. That's the, that's it. The only things, the only thing, the only thing for sure is that nothing is for sure. And as I've always said, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. The ugly should have been lateral pass play from Burr. Yeah, I don't know what the heck was going on with that. Little thank you for the super chat. Hopefully, I think Titan Anderson should be okay. I'll check on him. But y'all, uh, again, I will be here all off season. You know, if we get any breaking news as far as the Titans are concerned, I will definitely talk about it. Um, Wednesday. Uh, we will do. We will recap the season and um, talk about what's next. And then, you know, I will probably take a breather, you know, while watching the playoffs. Probably do something around the Super Bowl. And then, um, you know, definitely kind of, I might tinker in with a couple of shorts talking about some possible things they could do, especially if uh, we hear about any interviews. Uh, for GM jobs and things like that. Uh, we'll see what happens. So we're definitely going to talk about that. But everybody, I think I'm going to get ready to call it a night. Um, I just want to say thank you to everybody for all that y'all have done for uh, this for this channel and for this season. Um, it's been a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster of a season. I appreciate everybody um, 
sticking with me for all the new people that have come on. If you haven't already, um, like the show. I want everybody to like the, the show, please. And also, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and um and hit the bell, ring all. And uh, again, I will be bringing you the best content I possibly can. Got some new things on the horizon. Truth League Report is going to be coming back. Um, RK, of course, there's going to be a, a draft show. You know that's going to happen. Hopefully it didn't give me the pink eye. But I know I have allergies, so sometimes that can mess with me. But, yeah, definitely going to have a draft show. Might have a little draft party here at the Manor. Maybe I'll do that if um, if the missus will allow me to do so. So thank you, everybody, for this entire season. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, definitely look forward to Wednesday. Uh, as we do talk about what we do next. And um, and then again, we will definitely, you know, any news about potential uh, general managers or anything with offensive coordinator, we will definitely stay on top of that. And then, of course, we will definitely, as we get closer to the combine, start getting ready for the draft. So, everybody, thank y'all so much for tuning in to TNT uh, postgame. I'm your man, Blue Enforcer, a.k.a. The Truth. Unfortunately, the season has come to an abrupt end, but we're going to keep going, and we got 2023 to look forward to. We'll see what happens. This is going to be a wild and very interesting offseason, that I assure you. So, everybody, thank y'all so much for tuning into the show. Uh, I appreciate everything, and y'all have a great rest of your night. And we're going to tighten up because that's all we know how to do.